Good afternoon. Welcome to Mary, Queen of Peace Parish, as we celebrate the 26th Sunday in Ordinary Time. A special welcome is extended to those who are visiting with us today and to anyone returning home to our parish community. You are always welcome here. This Sunday at 3 p.m. at St. Mary of the Mount Church, the Music on the Mount series will present the Great American Songbook. You may join us in person or online. Also, in today's bulletin is information concerning the proposed changes to our weekend mass schedule. If you have any comments you would like to share, there is information in the bulletin on how you may do so. Though the formal requirement for masking has been lifted, we invite you to make your own choice to continue masking and or social distancing. Assisting us today are our electors, Mary Kay Bullbeck and Joanne Paradise. Our altar server is John Vallet. I, Emily Leal Santi Esteban, will be your cantor. Our organist is Bill Brinzer and our celebrant is Father Joe Keenan. Let us all now stand, if you are able, for the entrance procession and join with each other in singing our opening hymn, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, number 567 in the blue hymnal. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And with your spirit. 
Brethren, let us acknowledge our sins and so prepare ourselves to celebrate the sacred mysteries. You were sent to heal the contrite of heart, Lord have mercy. You came to call sinners, Christ have mercy. You are seated at the right hand of the Father to intercede for us, Lord have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us of our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, on earth peace to people of goodwill. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to Jesus Christ, with the 
God, who manifest your almighty power above all by pardoning and showing mercy, bestow, we pray, your grace abundantly upon us and make those hastening to attain your promises heirs to the treasures of heaven. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. A reading from the book of the prophet Amos. Thus says the Lord, the God of hosts, woe to the complacent in Zion, lying upon beds of ivory, stretched comfortably on their couches. They eat lambs taken from the flock and calves from the stall. Improvising to the music of the harp, like David, they devise their own accompaniment. They drink wine from bowls and anoint themselves with the best oils, yet they are not made ill by the collapse of Joseph. Therefore, now they shall be the first to go into exile, and their wanton revelry shall be done away with. The word of the Lord. Our responsorial psalm may be found at number 1169 in the blue hymnal.
A reading from the first letter of St. Paul to Timothy. But you, man of God, pursue righteousness, devotion, faith, love, patience, and gentleness. Compete well for the faith. Lay hold of eternal life to which you were called when you made the noble confession in the presence of many witnesses. I charge you before God who gives life to all things and before Christ Jesus, who gave testimony under Pontius Pilate for the noble confession to keep the commandment without stain or reproach until the appearance of our Lord Jesus Christ that the blessed and only ruler will make manifest at the proper time the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, who alone has immortality, who dwells in unapproachable light, and whom no human being has seen or can see. To him, be honor and eternal power. Amen. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Lord Jesus Christ was rich. He became poor so that by his poverty The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke. Jesus said to the Pharisees, there was a rich man dressed in purple garments and fine linen and dined sumptuously each day. And lying at his door, was a poor man named Lazarus, covered with sores, who would gladly have eaten his fill of the scraps that fell from the rich man's table. Dogs even used to come and lick his sores. When the poor man died, he was carried away by angels to the bosom of Abraham. The rich man also died and was buried and from the netherworld where he was in torment he raised his eyes and saw Abraham far off and Lazarus at his side and he cried out father Abraham have pity on me send Lazarus to dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue for I am suffering torment in these flames. Abraham replied, 
My child, remember that you received what was good during your lifetime, while Lazarus likewise received what was bad. But now he is comforted here, whereas you are tormented. Moreover, between us and you, a great chasm is established to prevent anyone from crossing who might wish to go from our side to yours or from your side to ours. He said, then I beg you, Father, send him to my father's house, for I have five brothers, so that he may warn them, lest they too come to this place of torment. But Abraham replied, they have Moses and the prophets. Let them listen to them. He said, oh no, Father Abraham, but if someone from the dead goes to them, they will repent. And then Abraham said, if they will not listen to Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded if someone should rise from the dead. Gospel of the Lord. As a student in the seminary during the 1970s and 80s, there was a particular theologian who was kind of used as the, uh, the prominent individual through whom we learned theology and the teaching of the church. His name was Karl Rahner. He was German, very intellectual, and it took a little bit of getting used to going through his work, reading and understanding what he was trying to say. He was a challenge to be sure for any student in the seminary in those days. And there's a story that at <clears throat> one time <clears throat> he was giving a, a seminar about eternal life. And he opened the floor <clears throat> to questions. And one student raised his hand and stood up and asked, Dr. Rahner, at your judgment day, what are you going to say to God? Well, everyone kind of held their breath because Rahner was a very erudite, learned professor, and so they expect to probably hear a 10 or 15 minute discourse in terms of what he would say to God on his judgment day. Rahner didn't miss a beat. <clears throat> he simply thought for a moment and he said to the audience, on my judgment day, I will plead ignorance and beg, and beg for mercy. Plead ignorance and beg for mercy. We have a, a pretty well-defined picture of, of eternal life in our gospel reading today a gospel reading that puts two individuals in terms of their own judgment 
Lazarus, who was in the bosom of Abraham, having suffered greatly in life. And the rich man, who ate and drank and feasted so well, now in torment. And perhaps the important thing to, to understand is we make our own judgment. The rich man in today's gospel did nothing to harm Lazarus, did nothing that was untoward in terms of behavior. The problem is, it's not that he ignored Lazarus, he was totally unaware of Lazarus, of Lazarus who was at the front door of his very home. Completely oblivious, out of sight, out of mind. And so the premise of the, of the parable that Jesus is giving to the Pharisees, open your eyes, look around, what has to be done? Or do we end up like Dr. Ronner, standing before Almighty God, pleading ignorance and asking for mercy? So very often within the context of the Old Testament and the history of our ancestors in faith, the prophets of the Old Testament really told them to shake off their complacency, to make sure that their faith and the living out of their faith was a vibrant one, that it was one that was life-giving and life-supporting, that it just wasn't a matter of doing this or that, but rather it was from a heart that believed and a heart that accepted in his own way with St. Timothy, St. Paul reminds him, <clears throat> reminds us, how do we get out of this complacency? How do we have our eyes and ears open to the needs of, say, a Lazarus in our own day and age? Lazarus, who, by the way, doesn't have to be found necessarily in the sub-Saharan uh, country of the Sudan, but a Lazarus who might be sitting right out on Carson Street. It reminds us, as St. Paul reminded Timothy, that we want to be always sure we're pursuing righteousness, devotion, faith, love, patience, and gentleness. Compete well for the faith. Challenge ourselves to be alert, to be aware, to be attuned to what's happening in the world around us. And how you and I, by our faith, and our willingness to be a disciple of Christ are asked then to respond in a way that reflects the kingdom of God, that reflects 
the discipleship of Jesus. Dr. Ronner passed from this life many years ago. So I don't know if he had to stand before God and ask for mercy as he pleaded ignorance. And perhaps that might be our excuse as well. But let's not take the chance. Let's make sure that we are accountable for all of our words and all of our actions as they reflect the faith that we profess. So may the Eucharist shake us out of our complacency to recognize who it is that we are receiving in the sacrament of his body and blood that he gives to us. And that we would in our own way, in our own manner of life, be a Christ that reaches out, a Christ that is aware, a Christ that is attuned to all that is happening in the world. That we would be competing well for the faith as his faithful and believing servants. And so we profess our Catholic faith as together with one voice and one heart we proclaim the Nicene Creed. I believe in one God, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, consubstantial with the Father, <clears throat> through whom all things were made. And for us men and for our salvation, he came down from heaven. By the Holy Spirit, he was born of the Virgin Mary, and he came man. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. <clears throat> he suffered death and was buried. <clears throat> again on the third day, in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. I believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins and to look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. And so to our gracious and loving God, we offer these particular needs, hopes, and aspirations this day in our prayer of intercessions. Our response will be, hear us, O Lord. That the church may grow in our advocacy for the voiceless and the poor, we pray. Hear us, O Lord. For an end to the war in Ukraine, and for all who suffer from the wounds of war all over the world, we pray. Hear us, O Lord. For our Jewish brothers and sisters as they enter into their season of high holy days, we pray. Hear us, O Lord. For all those on our prayer request list in the bulletin, that their pain and suffering be eased by our prayers, we pray. Hear us, O Lord. We go forth as we remember the International Day of Peace celebrated this past Wednesday, that we may seek nonviolence and reconciliation in both our private and public lives, we pray. Hear us, O Lord. 
for all those who have died in our parish community, especially Martha Garvey, may they be welcomed into God's kingdom, we pray. Hear us, O Lord. We remember today the Novak family and all the intentions pre present on the altar, along with those we hold in the silence of our hearts, we pray. Hear us, O Lord. Calling on the loving intercession of our patron and mother, we pray. Hail, Hail Mary, Mary, full of grace, grace, the Lord, Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Mary, Queen of Peace, pray for us. Please join in singing our offertory hymn, number 679, Center of My Life, number 679. Pray, brethren, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. <clears throat> Grant us, O merciful God, that this our offering may find acceptance with you, and that through it the wellspring of all blessing may be laid open before us, through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Amen. Lift up your hearts. 
Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. He's truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, almighty and eternal God, through Christ our Lord. For out of compassion for the waywardness that is ours, he humbled himself and was born of the Virgin. And by the passion of the cross, he freed us from unending death. And by rising from the dead, he gave us eternal life. And so with angels and archangels, thrones and dominions, and with all the hosts and powers of heaven, we sing the hymn of your glory as without end we acclaim. indeed holy O Lord <clears throat> the fount of all holiness make holy therefore these gifts we pray by sending down your spirit upon them like the dew fall so that they may become for us the body and the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ at the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion he took bread and giving thanks broke it and gave it to his disciples saying take this all of you and eat of it for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when the supper was ended, he took the chalice and once more giving thanks he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it. For this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. A mystery of faith. We proclaim your death, O Lord, and profess your resurrection until you come Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life, 
from the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you have held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that partaking of the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world. Bring her to the fullness of charity. Together with Francis, our Pope, David, our Bishop, William, William and Mark, his assisting bishops, and all the clergy. Remember your servants, the deceased members of the Novak family who have called from this world to yourself. Grant that they, who were united with your son in a death like his in baptism, may also be one with him in his resurrection. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of resurrection and all who have died in your mercy, in particular beloved members of our own families and those of our parish community. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, Mary, Queen of Peace, with Blessed Joseph, her spouse, with the Blessed Apostles, and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, you may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life, and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. Savior's command and formed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ, for the kingdom, the power, and the glory. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you, look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, Graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. Peace of the Lord be with you always. And, with your spirit. and may we offer to one another a sign of Christ's peace.
Behold the Lamb of God, behold him who takes away the sins of the world, and blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy, you should enter under my roof, but only say the word, and my soul shall be healed. An act of spiritual communion for all those who cannot be physically present with us today. My Jesus, I believe that you are in the Blessed Sacrament. I love you above all things, and I long for you in my soul. Since I cannot now receive you sacramentally, come spiritually into my heart. As though you have already come, I embrace you and unite myself entirely to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Please join in singing our communion hymn, number 584, Come to the Water, number 584.
Before we uh, conclude uh, Holy Mass uh, uh, today, uh, we have members of the Pastoral uh, Parish Council um, speaking at all the Masses this weekend about some of the changes that are going to be instituted. And so this evening, Joanne Paradise of our parish community will be offering some remarks on behalf of the Council and Father Michael. Good evening, everyone. My name is Joanne Paradise, and I'm one of the facilitators for the Pastoral Council here at Mary Queen of Peace. And it is my privilege to serve with 10, well, nine other members of the council um, who are so committed to listening to the needs of the parish and, and trying to respond as much as we can to those needs as, as soon as we can. Uh, to, to everything that people ask and speak to. But I'm here tonight to share with you um, the, the, the entire process of the, the mass schedule proposal um, that you have been offered to give your opinion through, through surveys, electronically, through um, calling the phone number, through, um, through putting it in the bulletin and the collection baskets because it is so important for us to help everyone to understand how that process happened and why. Why are we needing to look at the mass schedule? Well, here are some very seriously, um, to take seriously these facts that, that we know. Father Michael informed us at one of our meetings that um, we will now be a one parish priest, um, as many parishes in the diocese are. Uh, and the reason for that is the dwindling number of priests in the priesthood serving the Pittsburgh diocese. In fact, the diocese projects by the year 2030, which is way, not too far away, there will be 60 active priests in our diocese. Yeah. Wow, just 60 um, for the parishes, all of the parishes that we have. So we had that to consider. We also had this to consider. The church through canon law um, says very clearly that one priest um, is required, unless incredible circumstances, can only um, celebrate three Sunday liturgies. So three masses, Sunday Masses, so that includes Saturday night. Also in our parish, like many parishes in our diocese and nationally, we've experienced a, a, um, a loss of attendance because of the pandemic. So our numbers were uh, maybe 25, 30% higher before the pandemic, and now it's such a struggle to get um, uh, people to come back to the community because they've, um, well, live streaming has certainly had an effect on that as well. So that's the reasons why we had to look at the mass um, schedule and see what needs to be done. And, and the process of considering that change um, was very, very um, methodically thought through. And, it, and I just wanted to, um, to remark to this concern that I've heard from some people, and, and it's not just about the mass schedule, but I, I've heard this sentence, and maybe you yourself have 
Echo did. I don't know why they're doing all this, because they made up their minds anyway, and they know what they're going to do. That is absolutely not true. I was going to say, as God is my witness, but I'm afraid of a lightning bolt. Um, that is absolutely not true. And here's the way that process worked. Father Michael brought that to the council. He'd already talked to the leadership team of the parish. And we began a discussion. And here's the things that entered into our discussion. Um, we have weekend uh, liturgies on the weekends, but we also have weddings. And while there may not be a huge number of weddings that happen here at St. Adelbert's worship space, there are at Mary of the Mount. And so we had to take that into consideration. If there's a funeral on a Saturday, that's another mass that has to be celebrated uh, for that family. And you know that families who are celebrating funerals um, want the priest of the parish to be with them, you know, because that means so much. So we had those things to consider. We are the diocesan a church for the deaf community. So not just because we have a lot of um, people in our own parish who have that need, but for the entire diocese, we are that community that has interpreters so that they can access um, the mass in their own language, huh? in the sign language. So, so we had to think about the deaf community and, and who comes from where and how long it takes to get here, et cetera, et cetera. We took mass counts for the whole month of March to see how many people were attending each mass on, um, on Sundays. We thought about people who walk to church. We thought about people who have to park to celebrate liturgy. And so, you know, how difficult is the parking or, or who comes to what mass and why are they doing that? Maybe it's because of the parking. And then, you know, we also thought about the parishioners' willingness to change, to go to both worship sites, to both churches, which, you know, is a challenge because people tend to feel at home in the parish where um, they most have celebrated. So we, we thought about that and how to, to make sure that we considered that. And then we really were um, very aware and tried to be very respectful of all of the changes that all of these, our parishioners have had in both, um, uh, you know, older, our older parishes. How many times you've been um, separated and then combined and then moved and then combined in both places. And so we tried to be very respectful of that um, and, and feeling of home of what it means to be home. Now that's all of the considerations that we put in to the proposal that we gave to you. So I, I'm hopeful that you have given your opinion. If you have not, um, there's still time for a couple days to be able to do that before the final decision is made by the parish, not by the diocese, but by the parish, and, and knowing that we can't all be happy all the time, 
and um, when I was a child and would yell at my mother, this is not fair, this is not fair, she would say, I'm sure you could say this with me, who told you the world was going to be fair? <laughs> so we, we make the, the sacrifices that we can so that we can be present to the greatest sacrifice of all, the sacrifice of Christ on the altar. So thank you for listening. If you have questions, I'll be around for a little while, although my brother told me to be short because we're going to dinner. So um, I'll be here, and, and if you have any questions, please feel free to come up and see me. Thank you. I'm a free agent. I'm on borrowed time. Let us pray. Grant us, O merciful Lord, that by this heavenly mystery restore us in mind and body. We may be co-heirs in glory with Christ to those whose suffering we are united whenever we proclaim his death who lives and reigns forever and ever. Amen. The Lord be with you. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Holy Mass is ended. We go now in peace. Thank you, God. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, for the power of God, thrust into hell Satan and all the evil spirits prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. Please join in singing our closing hymn, number 644. There's a wideness in God's mercy. Number 644.